Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Port Charles 411 Part 3, the final series of Brit and Brad's friendship. The final in the series of Brit and Brad's friendship. The evolution? No. No. I don't like ending. Neither do I. The final years? No. <laughs> we'll think of it. It has to be something. I feel like she's going to be what motivates Maxie and Brad to be friends. So maybe it's like something that the just The end of an era? There you go. Even though I don't like I the don't end. I don't like that. I don't know. We don't okay. need a fun name. Nope. It's okay. Just it could also just wind up being part three. Part three. Who knows? So when we left off, it was after Britt had been on the run with Cesar for years. And that was in 2018. She had gone to jail. She had gotten out of jail. Well, paroled. And then the last time that we saw Britt and Brad was in the hospital after she'd been paroled. And she said goodbye to little Spencer. Yeah. And now here we are in 2020, and it wasn't until March. In the meantime, Brad had gone to jail because of the yeah. whole baby Wiley thing. Right. She missed out a, a lot on that. Yeah. It's sad that she couldn't support her friend. But she was also gone, though. Right. Right. She was back doing whatever she was doing. Yes. 
So in March of 2020, Brad was in court and had just changed his plea deal. You sure look like you could use a friend, Brad heard someone say. He looked up and it was Britt. Brad was ecstatic when Britt entered the courtroom to visit him and the friends embraced. He wondered if she'd gotten all of his voicemails and she sheepishly told him that she'd been busy fighting to get her medical license back. She revealed that everything had worked out for her. She apologized for missing the arraignment and she vowed that they wouldn't let Nell win. She already has, Brad said glumly, and he informed Britt that he'd pled guilty. We did Brit when she came back in 2020. We're going to have to update some stuff. Finish. Brit exclaimed that Brad shouldn't have done that, and she knew that he hadn't meant to hurt anyone. She asked if something had happened, and he confessed that Sonny had made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Plead guilty and live. She wondered why he hadn't given up Julian to Sonny, but had wanted to leave Lucas something. That was so sweet. It showed how much love he had for Lucas. Mm-hmm. Britt thought That's that- why he went yeah. along with the whole thing to begin with. I know. We don't need- We have talked about this so many different <laughs> times that- Britt yeah. thought that he should have at least given Liesl up as she delivered Nell's baby. Brad assumed that Liesl would have lied to get herself out of trouble, especially since she'd blackmailed him over it. Britt apologized on her mother's behalf, but Brad took responsibility for his terrible decisions. You know, Brad's actually a pretty good role model. Mm-hmm. He does take a... Him and Carly could He have knows that he makes really bad decisions. Maybe him and stop it. Nina need to become best friends now that Britt's gone and he can show her the error of all her ways. Get her to see the error. Yes. Because other people are showing her. Right, right, right. Get her she to be able to admit. Right. Yes. Britt knew what it was like loving a child that wasn't hers, and Brad was glad to be around someone who understood. She reminded him that they were friends and understood each other, mostly. She just couldn't understand why he wouldn't let Julian walk away. However, she realized that Brad had passed up revenge out of his love for Lucas, Mm. so she was proud of him. She hoped that Lucas would understand one day. A guard entered to escort Brad out. He put cuffs on Brad, and Britt said goodbye to her friend. It can't get much worse, right? Brad asked, and he and the guard walked out. Later at Charlie's, Julian served Britt. This makes it even more weird that mm-hmm. she was hooking up with Julian. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Later at Charlie's, Julian served Britt at the bar, and she informed him that Brad was her best friend. She stated that she had visited Brad and that she couldn't believe had kept the secret about Wiley all to himself. She thought it was unbelievable. She sat down and made it clear that Brad had never intentionally hurt Lucas, and she could never take a fall like that by herself the way that Brad had. Britt announced that she was aware that Julian had been helping Brad. Oh, what made you throw him to the wolves? She asked. You don't know what you're talking about, Julian replied. Britt divulged that Brad had told her everything, but Julian was quick to point out that Brad had been blackmailing him by threatening to tell Sonny everything. He thought that Brad had sabotaged himself by refusing to listen. Britt thought Brad had changed and had grown more concerned with what people thought. She didn't care what people said about choices, and Brad had lost his nerve. In November, paramedics burst into the hospital with a stretcher, and Britt assumed that it was the patient from Pentonville. The paramedics replied that the man had barely made it through the transfer. I wonder if it was that really cute paramedic that... Ever since we mentioned that he's really cute and has basically been the only paramedic. Because they still haven't brought him back? Yeah. Yeah. 
Britt was shocked to look down at the patient and see Brad. She asked what had happened and the paramedic only knew that Brad had been attacked in his cell. He continued that Brad was stable but needed to get to an operating room as soon as possible. Britt looked in on an unconscious Brad and managed to convince his guard to leave them alone as she was the chief of staff. She sat down beside the bed and assured Brad that he would be okay. The rest was up to him. She grabbed his hand and told him that she needed him. He couldn't leave her with her mother and Brad was her only friend. Shortly after, Brad opened his eyes as Britt slept on a nearby chair. Britt awoke and gave Brad a big hello. He couldn't remember what had happened and Britt disclosed that someone had tried to kill him. Britt admitted that she'd been worried. Brad insisted that he'd been a model prisoner and he couldn't remember anything. After considering it, Brad decided that he knew who had been the one behind the attack. Brad (laughs) Brad recalled eating alone in the cafeteria in the prison and one of Cyrus's crew had approached him. He'd never seen me or met, he'd never seen or met Cyrus and he wondered how Cyrus even knew that Brad existed. After further contemplation, Brad decided that Julian had been behind the attack because he wanted Brad to die. Britt recalled Jason mentioning that Cyrus had been trying to make a deal with Julian, which would make even more sense, like not sense for her to end up hooking up with Julian later. Brad began to grow agitated. He was afraid that Oh, they someone- already had. That happened that first night that she was at Charlie's. I just took it but, out. Yeah, but still, ugh. Like, why would you hook up with someone that was messing with your friend? Not just that, Life. trying to kill him. Yeah. It's not just a difference of opinion. Here. Right, right. It's not It's not just we're not friends. It's you tried to kill me. Right. I have a, I have a hard, fast line. If someone tried to kill you, I don't think I'd... Sleep with them? No. Okay, well, that's good to know. That's where I draw the line? Okay, <laughs> cool. Brad began to grow agitated. He was afraid that someone could get to him and either kill him in the hospital or back at the prison. He didn't think there was anywhere that he could go to be safe. I'm a dead man, he said. Britt knew of someone who could help. Britt entered Brad's hospital room with pain meds. Brad hoped that Jason would be there or he would be as good as dead. Britt filled Sonny in on Brad's condition and that he believed Julian was behind it. Britt returned to Brad's room and wondered how things had gone with Lucas. Brad replied that there had been so many things he'd wanted to say, but Lucas hadn't even looked at him. Brad advised him to give it time. I'm sorry, Britt advised him to give it time. But Brad replied, that's assuming I have any left. Britt assured him that he had plenty and should make a deal with Sonny. She continued that she'd offered information in exchange for protection for Brad. She clarified that she told Sonny all about Julian helping Brad cover up Wiley's parentage. Why would you do that? Brad wailed. He asked Britt how she thought Lucas would take it if Sonny killed his father. Britt asked Lucas for a word. She said that Brad had told her that Lucas had barely looked at or talked to Brad during their visit. She added that she hadn't expected a reconciliation, but she hadn't expected him to be cruel. Lucas reminded Britt what Brad had done, but Britt countered that Lucas would have lost way more if not for Brad. She informed Lucas that Brad had kept keeping the secret about Wiley. She divulged to a skeptical Lucas that everything Brad had done had been for Lucas and had wanted Lucas to keep the family that he had left. And then that was it until 2021 when in February, Britt told TJ how impressed she was that he had stayed late on Valentine's Day. He admitted that he hadn't even been on the schedule and he was in a hurry to leave because they had a big night planned with Molly. Mm -hmm. 
Britt joked that her heart belonged to the hospital. As TJ stepped into an elevator, he noticed how much Britt had changed. She mumbled that she still had tricks, and she marched into a room to visit Brad. Britt sat on Brad's bed as they celebrated Valentine's Day by filling gift bags for young patients. She revealed that she had gotten him out of prison by claiming that he needed a second procedure after his prison stabbing months earlier. Right. <laughs> oh, no, that was November. I guess that makes so sense. So that's, yeah, that's, okay. that's actually not too far off. They joked and teased, does Lucas know that I'm here, Brad asked. Britt admitted that she hadn't seen Lucas much and didn't know, although Brad reminded her that she made the schedule. <laughs> I mean, t- to be fair, you don't memorize every single person. You just kind of fill in the blanks. Right. She suddenly noticed that Brad's hand, nope, he suddenly noticed that Britt's hand was shaking and he asked her about it. Britt insisted that she was fine and under a lot of pressure. Brad tried to pursue it, but Britt was unwilling to discuss. She had to, she needed to deliver the bags and she declined Brad's offer to help. She reminded him that he had to remain unseen. As Brad looked out the window in his room towards the hall, Britt arrived with one last Valentine's bag. She advised him to take it to Pentonville so the other inmates would think that he had gotten lucky. <laughs> she gave him the bag and hugged him. Then on July 2nd, Britt picked up the phone at the Pentonville visiting room and Brad wondered why she had red-rimmed eyes. He panicked that Grey's Anatomy had been canceled. But Britt reassured him that it hadn't been. They talked about the show and Britt looked forward to helping him catch up on it when he got out. She apologized for not visiting him more, but he knew knew that she was busy. He asked about Wiley and she assured him that Michael and Willow were taking good care of him. She showed him a picture on her phone and he couldn't bear to look at it. Mm-hmm. Brad wondered where Britt had gotten the picture of Wiley, and Britt replied that the pictures were plastered all over Bobby's office and she had gotten her job back. Brad had figured that she had gotten the picture from Jason as Brad had seen them together on Valentine's Day. Seeing the coy look on her face, Brad questioned if she was Brad questioned if she was sleeping with Jason. Not anymore, she said, and he demanded details. She told him the story from the beginning and concluded that she'd mistaken common decency for a love connection. Brad insisted that she was a catch, so if Jason wasn't smart enough to realize it, it was too bad for him. Britt added that he had only had room for one woman in his life. Oh, that Jason only had okay, room for you. one woman in his life, but it wasn't worth getting into. Okay, thank you. And yep. that was Carly, and that's when he had to break up with Britt to marry Carly for the mob stuff. Right. Britt suddenly felt sick, but Brad thought it was just she was just heartbroken. She apologized for dumping on him, but he assured her that it was the most normal he had felt in a long time. He ordered her to do some self-care in the form of getting drunk and making a mess. Not without my wingman, she responded. Aw. <laughs> he informed her that his parole hearing was approaching, and Britt advised him that she would get ice cream for their nurse's ball watch party in the fall. Aw. I'm there, he said, and they fist-bumped on opposite sides of the glass. December 9th, Britt entered her office and found Selena in her chair. Britt instructed that all appointments went through her assistant. We don't have that assistant's name. Who's that? But Selena thought it was better to keep the meeting off the books. She instructed her, she introduced herself as Brad's aunt, but Britt hadn't known that she even existed. Well, she should have made herself aware of the Asian quarter. Yes. Selena knew that friendships were hard to maintain, even under the best circumstances. Britt insisted that Selena didn't have to worry about Britt abandoning Brad, but Selena replied that that was what she wanted. Selena revealed that Brad was likely to be paroled soon so she advised Britt to keep her distance. She explained that Brad needed to rehabilitate his character 
so he needed to steer clear of harmful influences from his old life and be introduced to new ones. There you go. For his new life. Right. Sure. Stop switching lab results and start holding illegal poker games. Done. Selena's phone went off and she excused herself. At his parole hearing, Brad was allowed to speak. Brad cited a line from a letter that Britt had submitted. Despite his mistakes, Brad Cooper is infinitely more capable of virtue than vice. Brad said, I am more than my mistakes. Please grant me parole and I promise to live a life of virtue. Once Brad was released, he and Aunt Selena were at the Metro Court and Brad's eyes strayed to the elevator as Britt entered the restaurant. Britt squealed with delight when she saw Brad and the two friends enjoyed a happy reunion. Selena was not pleased. Brad introduced his best friend to his aunt, but the ladies admitted that they had already met. To Selena's annoyance, Britt accepted Brad's invitation to join them. Later, Britt asked if Brad had found a place to live, but Selena informed Britt that Brad would be staying with Selena. Brad shifted gears because he was curious if Lucas was dating anyone. Selena urged her nephew to look at the future, not the past, and Britt agreed. Britt insisted that Brad needed to let go, which meant no holding out hope for reconciliation with Lucas. Brad knew that it was over because he had done the unforgivable in Lucas's eyes. Britt reached for Brad's hand and told him to let it all go, the guilt and the shame. Britt was confident that Brad could get through it, and in time, people would forget all about what happened. Then, as if to prove Britt wrong, Michael entered and made a beeline for the table and confronted Brad for being in a public restaurant. Mm -hmm. Selena reminded Michael that she and Carly were friends, and Brad asked to speak with Michael privately. After the two men left, Selena confronted Britt about ignoring Selena's wishes to stay away from Brad. Selena insisted that Brad needed his family, but Britt pointed out that Brad barely knew Selena. It's time for a change, Selena replied. Michael warned Brad never to say Wiley's name again or it'd be the end of Brad. After Michael left, Britt checked on Brad. They talked about Selena and Britt told him about his aunt's threats for Britt to stay away from him. Britt promised Brad that she had no intention of deserting him. And then in 2022, January 13th, in Britt's office at the hospital, she and Brad share a meal from the Metro Court restaurant. She thought it would be better if they were actually there, but Brad didn't want to be seen in Carly's hotel. Noticing how sensitive Brad was, she asked what was going on, and he told her to chalk it up to re-entry in society. She promised to go there for whatever he needed. She promised to be there for whatever he needed, but she believed that his doom and gloom attitude was about more than re-entry. Brad admitted that he was afraid of Aunt Selena. I would be mm -hmm. too. Britt ranted that Selena couldn't dictate Brad's life just because he was staying with her, but Brad thought Britt had forgotten who Selena was. He continued that Selena had made him do something horrible, which made his previous crimes look like nothing, and he didn't want anyone associated with him to pay the price. Britt reminded him that they were best friends, so he could tell her anything. He reluctantly told her, I poisoned Peter August. I mean, that wasn't really bad. It's okay. We'll forgive you for that one, Brad. Britt was stunned by Brad's confession that he had poisoned Peter. Brad explained that he had been an unwilling accomplice because his aunt had told him to deliver a specific food tray to a certain jail cell. It wasn't until Brad had seen Peter that Brad had realized his error. See? Right. He it's, didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. Like, he didn't knowingly do it. Right. Britt was skeptical that Brad hadn't known what Selena had planned, but Brad explained that Selena had promised to help him with his parole hearing. 
Britt warned Brad that Selena would use the leverage to get Brad to do Selena's bidding. Brad agreed, but he had been too afraid to refuse Selena's request. A knock on the door made Brad jump. It was Dante who had news about Peter. Brad tensed, but Dante was there to discuss transferring Peter to Pentonville's infirmary. When Brad breathed a sigh of relief, Dante questioned it. Britt steered the conversation back to Peter by assuring Dante that she would facilitate the transfer and she would contact Dante when everything was ready. I'm not trying to downplay a stabbing, but at least TV and movies tell me that they are common in prisons. Right, not so poisoning you, so much? No, no, no. But don't you think, because think of how many times, like, so Brad was stabbed and wound up at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Jason intentionally was stabbed mm-hmm. to leave the hospital. Don't you think that Pentonville's infirmary would be at least equipped to handle that? I would where think it so. is. I could be wrong because we need a friend that works in a medical infirmary. There we go. Okay. In a jail's infirmary. Yeah, that's prison's what I meant. infirmary. Sorry. That's okay. Yeah. I like it. If you work in a prison infirmary, please let us know what's handled like day to day and what gets shipped out somewhere. I do. Right. I mean, that's yeah. it's a normal question, I yeah. feel like. Okay. So satisfied, Dante turns back to Brad. Dante questions why Brad would move in with the head of the Wu crime family when Brad was on parole. Brad explained that Selena was family, but Dante remain remained suspicious. Watch your step, Dante said. Britt asked why Dante was harassing Brad when Dante's own brother had threatened Brad at the Metro Court in front of witnesses. Dante offered Brad an opportunity to file a complaint, but Brad declined. After Dante left, Brad popped an antacid to help settle down his ulcer. He thanked Britt for having his back. She vowed to always support Brad, but she believed it was time for Brad to straighten his spine and leave his prison mentally behind. Brad argued that living with his aunt had put a huge spotlight on him. Britt asked if Selena had threatened him, but he admitted that his aunt had been kind, even though Selena controlled his very existence. Brad had no idea how to distance himself from his aunt without offending Selena and incurring her wrath. Whatever happened to his ulcer? Okay. Don't know. I remember, because that was an ongoing thing for a while. Right. That he, he had like to lessen his stress. Yeah, and, he was popping his antacids yeah. like, all over the place. Because they were talking about his anxiety. Yes. Oh. Britt was confident that she and Brad would figure something out because both Britt and Brad were well-versed in wiggling out of trouble. Except when we got caught, Brad said, Britt was afraid because she had faced worse than Selena and lived to tell the tale. Brad felt lucky to have Britt, even if she betrayed him by getting another wingman. Britt was glad to see the old Brad. Her expression turned serious when she realized that she might know someone who could help him. Who was her new wingman? Maxie? She didn't really. No one compared to you, Brad. Don't feel bad. Who? It might have been? I don't know. But Brad, you were never being replaced. No. As Nina sat in her office at Crimson and thought about her conversation with Carly, there was a knock at the door. Britt walked in and declared that she was there to offer her support to Nina. She also asked about Sonny and whether Nina could intercede and ask for a favor for a friend. Nina guessed it was Brad, and Britt explained the spot he was in with his aunt. She knew that Sonny could help because he was persuasive. That's a nice way of putting it. Nina reminded her that Sonny hated Brad and wouldn't help. Britt decided to call Sonny herself. The next week, 
rat rad <laughs> the next week you're just trying to make me say his name I'm wrong sorry. here <laughs> the next week brad hurriedly entered kelly's proclaiming that he was technically on time for breakfast with brit even though he was 15 minutes late he and austin exchanged awkward greetings before austin left for the vow renewal he seems nice brad said with a grin as austin walked away brit replied he's straight and i just sent him off into the arms of another woman Brad questioned Britt about her new wingman, Austin. Austin. Ah, okay. She assured him that Austin had eyes for another woman and that Austin was not BFF competition for Brad. Britt questioned why Brad was okay meeting at Kelly's since his aunt did not want them to be friends. And Brad told Britt that Selena Wu would never frequent a place like Kelly's. So she's a snob and controlling, Britt, sat, blah, blah. Britt asked with a laugh. Brad asked how Peter was doing, and Britt confirmed that Peter was healthy and being moved to Pentonville later that night. Brad wondered out loud if his aunt would let Peter make it to Pentonville. Britt admitted that the world would be better without Peter, but she expressed that she did not want General Hospital involved if something was going to happen to Peter. Then on Valentine's Day at the Savoy, Britt in a glittery, glittery silver dress arrived with Brad to the party. Brad grabbed a couple of shots to start off the evening. They shared a table and Brad disclosed that he was embracing his freedom with his aunt out of town. He didn't care if she had people around to see him. They each downed another shot. Soon after, Britt and Brad stacked their shot glasses on the table. They were drunk and were not thrilled when Felix arrived with Carly. Felix maintained that he wouldn't be chased out and Carly agreed, though she couldn't, couldn't promise there wouldn't be trouble. They approached Britt and Brad's table and Brad asked to speak to Felix alone. Carly sat in Brad's seat and Britt noticed that they were together, that they were together instead of with the men that they loved. Happy Valentine's Day to us, Carly exclaimed. And Britt had a silver heart decoration stuck to her forehead. <laughs> that was such a fun. <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So then in March, Britt and Brad sat at a table at the Port Charles Grill for brunch. They shared a bottle of champagne as they spoke about Peter. Britt noted that there had been damage in Peter's wake and Maxie had spoken about letting go of the past and embracing the future. Brad hoped it would work for him. Britt asked about Selena, and Brad noted that she was still out of town. Britt thought it was a good idea to move to a more casual place in case they were spotted by Selena's people, but Brad refused. He announced that he wanted to celebrate a new job. 
Brad poured the champagne and confessed that he hoped that Britt would be able to get him back into General Hospital. Britt thought it would be difficult for some people to accept him, like Lucas's friends, but she promised to try. Brad didn't want to live off his aunt, and he was worried about what should make him do, especially after the last time. They called out to the waiter for another bottle of champagne. To be fair, we haven't really seen Lucas, so who cares about his friends? Right. Britt suggested that Brad join the matchmaking service that she had a membership to, and they joked about the re-gift that Liesl had purchased. They toasted to being friends. Champagne for my real friends, real pain for my sham friends, Brad said. He and Britt began to laugh as, unbeknownst to them, Selena looked on. Dun, dun, dun. The following week at the hospital, Brad had helped Britt complete her matchmaker profile before he turned to the subject of Britt being able to find Brad a job at General Hospital. I have a horrible thought. Who deactivated her account? I don't know. No one. Someone needs to deactivate her account. Okay, stop. What if somebody shows up to town? Oh, that's just super stalkery, but... Okay. okay. Anyway, Britt handed Brad a list of job options, and he quickly noticed that none of them were lab positions. Britt told Brad that because of his history of having tampered with lab results, neither she nor Terry could give him anything close to his former job. Britt offered him a compromise as a clinical patient advocate where Brad could explain lab results to patients. Britt informed Brad that he had the job as long as Terry approved it as co-chief of staff. The two hugged and Brad, uh, Brad asked Britt, what would I do without you? Just then Selena walked in. Interesting question, Selena said. Selena announced that since her nephew insisted on Britt being a part of his life, Selena wanted to get to know Britt better. Selena asked if Britt was free for lunch, but Britt refused due to her schedule as co-chief of staff. After some tense moments, Brad told Selena that Britt had offered him a job at the hospital. That's kind of you, but unnecessary. My nephew is working for me, Selena announced. Brad thought there had been a misunderstanding between him and his aunt. I'm working at GH, he said. You should have checked with me first, Selena said curtly. Selena reminded Brad that she had made an understanding with him. Brad would work for her in exchange for a rent-free apartment. Selena went to leave and informed Britt that her assistant would contact Britt about setting up a lunch date. Should I be worried that she'll try to poison me? An uneasy Britt asked. No, probably not. Just don't let her take you to a second location, Brad replied. On April 4th, Britt sat in Terry's office at General Hospital and thanked her for thinking of hiring Brad, who had matured. Terry remarked that Britt owed her. There was a knock at the door, and it was Brad who gushed over Terry's beauty. Britt quickly ushered Brad into the corridor, where he confessed that he was nervous. Britt informed him that she had begged Terry to speak with him, and she gave him a list of rules to observe. She gave him some encouragement until a man approached them. Brad recognized Lee as one of Selena's men, and Brad revealed that he had a meeting with Sel that she had a meeting with Selena. She hadn't wanted to worry Brad, and she promised that she would call him when it was over. Lee escorted her out. He accompanied her to the Poor Charles Grill. Selena was alone and announced that she had bought out the restaurant in order to ensure their privacy. That's not scary at all. Nope. The woman sat at a table. Britt thought it was a little excessive for a friendly dinner, but Selena made sure that Britt knew they were not friends. Selena continued, at, continued that she wanted what was best for Brad. 
Britt declared that he wanted to work at the hospital and build a life on his own terms. She added that she and Brad were best friends. Selena wanted Brad to listen to her. She noted that she had known Britt's father, but Britt was not impressed. She noted that Cesar had been infamous and they had been close at one time. Ugh. Why did I forget that? Mm-hmm. How close? I, that's why I'm saying, ugh. Oh. Selena, no. Keep reading. You're not going there. Selena exclaimed that she was aware what they had done in 2016, but noted that she and Cesar had traveled all over and wondered if Selena was fishing or bluffing. Selena replied that she had proof to send Britt to prison for good. She had plans for Britt and she wanted to keep him on the right path. Yep. (laughs) She had plans for Brad and wanted to keep him on the right path. She added that Britt would be pulling Brad's strings and he wouldn't know that Selena would be doing the same for Britt. On April 18th, Brad carried a full tray of food to the table where Britt was sitting outside of General Hospital. He plopped down the tray and announced that he was ready to help his bestie find the love of her life. They began swiping through the profile photo matches on Britt's phone, but she found fault with each man. Britt claimed it was overwhelming and she wanted to talk to Brad about, she wanted to take Brad to the Savoy instead so he might find someone for himself. Hawk turned to Brad's interview with Terry and Britt claimed that she and Terry hadn't had a chance to talk about it. She urged Brad to do nothing more about it. Brad was grateful for the orderly interview and Britt was full of excuses for the job offer not moving forward yet. She thought that Terry had been opening to hire Brad, but she flashed back to the conversation she had with Selena. She suggested that Brad do something better with his life. I'm sorry, working at a hospital is a pretty good thing to be doing with your life. Right, and doing illegal activities is not something better with your life. Right. She thought it was the perfect opportunity for Brad to start over and do something he'd dream of instead of a crappy version of his old life. I'll give the... I don't want to say that being an orderly is crappy, but it is not the position that he used to have. Right. It was something he was settling for. Right. So, yes. Brad didn't think that he was qualified for anything else, and his only other choice would be to work for his aunt. She didn't think, and he didn't think anything good would come from working for Selena. Britt received a phone notice from the matchmaker site and quickly changed the subject back to dating. She thought it was hopeless and that she'd have no time for a real relationship. Her last one had been when she was on the run and there was no Mr. Perfect for her. Brad suggested that Mr. Sufficient instead, and they each wished happiness for each other. As they chatted, Britt revealed that she had something to tell Brad. Selena interrupted them and announced that she had good news. She had a job waiting for Brad that would be starting immediately. We have much to discuss, she proclaimed as she looked at Britt. Brad jumped up and joined his aunt as she walked away. On May 23rd, as Carly had a private session with her yoga teacher, she noted she thought it would do her some good before the hearing. Brad and Britt arrived early for class and Brad was exhausted and confessed that he had been out late running errands for his aunt Selena. He assured Britt that he wasn't a drug mule. They walked inside as Carly finished up and Brad asked to speak to Carly who wanted nothing to do with him. Brad spoke anyway and he told Carly that he loved Wiley and regretted his previous actions. Carly accused Brad of putting everything in motion and she brushed past him to leave. Britt attempted to speak, but Carly ordered her to stay out of it. Brad informed Carly that it could all be a replay of what happened to Michael and AJ, and he added that the truth always won out. He thought that eventually Wiley would want a relationship with Nina. Carly suggested that Wiley might be grateful that he didn't have one after he heard about the damage Nina had created. Carly urged Britt to get her best to get better friends because Brad was an idiot. 
He can be, but right now, he kind of has a point, Britt replied. Carly stated that Britt shouldn't agree with Brad. Britt declared that as Nina's cousin, she wanted Nina to be able to see Wiley, although she understood Carly's point. She knew that Nina wouldn't give up and Wiley was sure to have questions in the future. Carly flashed back to conversations with Drew regarding Willow's mother as Britt proclaimed there had to be a way to settle things. After Carly left, Britt asked Brad about his courage. He replied that he had learned from his aunt and he admitted that he had been enjoying his new job. He thanked Britt for her encouragement and she looked at him uncomfortably. Then in June... At the Metro Court pool, Maxie smiled when she spotted Austin as he approached the table with a cocktail for her. Britt's mood also improved because she saw Brad. Unfortunately, someone bumped into Brad as he handed a fresh drink to her and the contents splattered on Britt and she lost her mind about it. Mm-hmm. Brad apologized, but Britt agreed not to let it spoil her evening. Did she? I thought that she yelled at the person. Right. Okay. Pleased, Maxie encouraged Britt to mingle. After Maxie and Austin retreated to their own table, Brad noticed that there were a lot of cute guys in attendance. A short time later, Terry arrived. Terry joined Britt and Brad at their table, but Britt was surprised to see Terry. Terry explained that things weren't working out with Chet because uh, he got that job over in yeah, Chicago and everything. Sad. And sensing that Terry was uncomfortable talking in front of Brad, Britt sent Brad to talk to a cute waiter. A short time later, Britt decided to make a speech to the crowd and Brad took out his phone to record it. Oh, no. And then during the recording is when Britt fell into the pool. The next morning in Britt's room at the Metro Court, Britt awoke with a terrible hangover and was surprised to find Liesl and Brad in her room. Brad told Britt that he and Liesl were there to stage an intervention. Britt was in no mood for an intervention, but to Britt's horror, Liesl said that Britt's actions at the pool had caused Britt to become a meme on social media. Brad said that she hadn't been herself for a long time, and he reminded Britt that she was one of the strongest people he knew. Liesl then told Brad to leave. After Brad left, Liesl told Britt that she saw her own, that she saw her only living child flailing. Liesl said that Britt was letting life pass her by. Britt told Liesl that she wanted a man in her life that she could trust with her darkest secrets, especially with a secret about the Huntington's disease. And then a few days later, Brad was talking with Brooklyn, asking if she had seen the GIF from the charity event. And Brooklyn laughed because she had seen it, and it was a Brit being wasted. Hmm. Brooklyn suspected that Brad knew all about it since he had been the one refilling Brit's drinks. Brad insisted that he had been trying to help a good friend, but Brooklyn argued that friends don't allow their friends to be to make spectacles of themselves ranting on about the futility of love. I'm just going to... It's not that you don't allow them. You don't record them. Right. Exactly. It's one thing to listen. It's but another to put it all out there. I also think that he was recording her because he was but then giving he a speech. Friends. Right. That's the problem. Right. He started the recording because, oh, she's giving a speech. He kept it going because it was funny. But then showing it, like, it's one thing if I show you something. Right. But if I send it to you, then there's the chance you're going to send it to someone else. Right. Yep. You should have kept control of it. Brooklyn credited the parachute guy, Cody, uh -huh. with saving Britt from further embarrassment. Brooklyn was stunned when Brad confessed that he had been responsible for the viral gif, but he explained that he had been tipsy when he had sent it to someone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are certain times where your phone should just have like a breathalyzer. Yes. Yes. Brooklyn couldn't believe that Brad was doing something like this to his best friend, but Brad argued that it had been just one gif in a world full of gifs. <laughs> 
Britt came to the Metro Court pool and asked Brad for a word. Brad followed Britt to an empty table where she asked why he hated her. She said that he made her the laughing stock of the internet and he had been friendly with Cody. Britt was also curious when Brad started being okay with using Selena's money. Brad assured Britt that he hadn't, he didn't hate her, but he reminded Britt that Cody hadn't intended to knock Britt into the pool. Britt disagreed because Cody had dropped out of the sky in an unsafe manner. Unsafe, but spectacular, Brad replied. Frustrated, Britt confronted Brad about the recording during the charity event. And this was, that was that um, singles night for, they were benefiting something, but it was the society setups. Yep. But Brad claimed that he had done it for posterity, like you were just talking about. When the conversation turned to Liesl, Brad defended Britt's mother. Brad conceded that it had been wrong for him to send the video to anyone and acknowledged that being lubricated hadn't been an excuse, but Brad admitted that sometimes Britt made it impossible. Britt had no idea what Brad meant, so Brad explained that it had been clear for some time that something other than Jason's death had been troubling her. Britt confirmed that Brad was right, but Cody walked up right before Britt could elaborate. Cody asked if Britt was done yelling at Brad. And then... On June 27th at the hospital, Brad gave Britt croissants from Eckert's Bakery in an attempt to apologize for having turned her into a meme on social media. Baked goods, maybe not the only way to make it up. Just saying. Uh, it's a nice start, though. It is, but there you need more. Britt had something she wanted to talk to someone about, and Brad asked her to confide in him. Britt told Brad about the night that she had found Cody beaten in the alley behind the Savoy, and she wondered who had been responsible Brad shared that Cody had been beaten after he won big at Selena's poker game. Brad said that he had his own questions to ask Britt. Brad recalled the morning of his and Liesl's attempted intervention at Britt's room, and he wanted to know what had been bothering her. Just then, the phone in her office rang, and she left to visit a new patient. By the nurse's station, Brad told Britt that he was there for her no matter what she had going on. Britt hung, hugged Brad and thanked him for his support. Britt claimed that she had a chance to think about it and said that everything was fine. Britt promised to let Brad know if anything changed. And then September 16th, Britt and Brad lounged at the Metro Court pool and Britt sighed that the pool owned her oh, the pool owed her an uneventful day. She reminded Brad that he'd promised her mimosas, so he got up to get them. Selena arrived and greeted Britt, who remembered that Selena didn't want Britt hanging around Brad. On the contrary, Selena said she thought that their association had advantages. Brad returned with the drinks and offered to get Selena something, but she replied that she was just passing through. Oh, the high roller from Houston, Brad remembered. Selena warned him in Chinese not to talk about business in front of others and that she would let him know when she needed him. When she was gone, Brad observed that Selena was warming up to Brit. Brit wondered what the two had been talking or what the two had been saying and Brad brushed it off as just business. Brit wanted to make sure that Selena wasn't making him do things he was uncomfortable with and he insisted that he was fine. Brad asked Brit if she was having a second date with Cody. She informed, informed him that they were in a holding pattern since Cody was considering leaving town. She added that the PCPD was asking too many questions and she explained about Mac. Brad thought that if Britt liked Cody, she should give him a shot. And then in November, Britt took a sip of her drink at the Metro Court. court? Why can't I say court? <laughs> November 17th, Britt took a sip of her drink at the Metro Court bar and immediately had a coughing fit. 
Brad approached and advised her to do something about the cough, and she snapped at him. She apologized and said that she had had a bad day, but she knew that raising hell with Brad was what she needed. He wondered what was going on with her, but Selena approached, breaking up the conversation. Selena was glad to see Brad enjoying himself after working so hard, and she was glad he had a friend to depend on. Britt pointedly promised that she had Brad's back if anyone ever tried to hurt him. Selena advised the bartender to put the drinks on her tab and walked away. Brad was shocked at the way that Britt had talked with Selena, as no one who expected to live long did that. Britt replied that Selena didn't scare her ever since she had blackmailed Britt. Britt explained that she had encouraged Brad to work for Selena instead of the hospital because of Selena, and she apologized. Brad insisted that he liked working for his aunt, so she had actually done him a favor. He knew that she was dealing with something big and asked how he could help her out in return. She replied that it was nothing that alcohol and music wouldn't fix. She grabbed his hand and the two ran out to go to the Savoy. And then December 14th at the hospital, Britt and Brad discussed the plans for her birthday celebration on the Haunted Star. Britt wanted the party to be epic and Brad assured her that people would be talking about it for years. However, Brad was curious why Britt had left Cody off the guest list. He assumed it was because of what happened with the necklace. Britt realized that Brad hadn't heard the news that society setups had been a fraud and Zelda had been a front for Spinelli. Britt decided that the joke had been on Cody because Cody had lost both the necklace and the girl. So Britt updated her will to make sure that Brad got everything. Do you think she updated it to give the necklace to give the necklace to Cody? Oh, that would be good. I think she did. That would be good. I think she would. I do. Huh. Brad was disappointed in Cody, but the conversation returned to Britt when Brad expressed concern over Britt working too much. Britt deflected by discussing plans for the party. As Britt listed all the things that she had to do before the party, she mentioned a meeting with her lawyer. Alarmed, Brad asked why Britt needed to see her lawyer, and Britt chose her words carefully as she claimed that the fiasco with the necklace had made her appreciate the importance of a will. I think that she made sure that the necklace specifically was in there. And it went to Cody. Yeah, I do. Brad was taken aback when Britt announced that she had decided to leave everything to him. Britt explained she hoped Brad would use the inheritance to get away from Selena and start fresh. Britt wanted Brad to have independence, but he admitted it was depressing to think that he might spend decades running errands for his aunt. Not unless you were planning on dying tomorrow, Brad said with a joking tone. Britt softly told him that it wasn't the plan, but it was always good to be prepared. We're also recording this on January 22nd in case this is released after that was done. Brad told Britt that it meant the world to him that she wanted him to be her beneficiary. Britt insisted that Brad deserved it because he had been there for her when no one else had been. He knew her better than anyone else and he was her best friend. Brad told her that they were more than best friends. They were family. Brad and Britt exchanged a hug and both were misty-eyed when they pulled apart. Brad grew concerned when Britt suddenly dropped her phone, but she blamed the clumliness on spending too much time at the gym that morning. Brad assured Britt that he was happy to help her with the party, but he was curious about the magnitude of it. Brad reminded Britt that she had never mentioned her birthday in the past, nor had she celebrated it. Why is this one such a big deal? Brad asked. Britt claimed that the party was an excuse because she wanted to be more than the woman who had fallen into the Metrocorp pool and the sucker taken in by Cody's con. Britt wanted people to see her in all her glory. 
Brad promised that Britt would get that, and he vowed that the party would be a once-in-a-lifetime experience. The next week, Brad spotted Maxie, who was going over Britt's party menu, as the party planner. Brad announced that Britt wanted his opinion on the party also, and Maxie was horrified. As they waited for Britt, Brad made it known that he had designed a special cocktail for the party and was calling it the Britch. He and Maxie bickered about their standing with Britt. Maxie maintained that she was family, but Brad snapped that he was chosen family. He added that he was also Britt's best friend and drinking buddy. Maxie and Brad discussed the many reasons why Britt could be having the party, and they tried to arrive at a theme. Brad went with a foam party, which quick, which Maxie quickly poo-pooed to a disco party. Britt finally arrived and told them that the party planning was to bring people together, and she wanted them to work as friends. Brad wondered why it was so important. Britt told them one day they'd look back on how much it had meant and how they could look out for each other after she was gone. Britt said that it was too late for things to work with Cody and that she would miss Brad, although she would never be far away. Brad and Maxie were confused by Britt's talk, but she had to leave them. She made it clear that the party was to be the best birthday ever. After Britt had gone, Maxie and Brad agreed to cease fire to plan the party. They were surprised when they agreed on something. On December 27th, Britt met Selena at the Metro Court to pick up her documents. After tomorrow night, you have my word, you'll never see, I will never see Brad again, Britt said. In Britt's hotel suite, Britt looked at a framed photograph of her and Brad smiling for the camera. She put the photograph, an empty martini glass, and a bracelet with her name engraved on it into a large suitcase. Britt and Liesl arrived at the Haunted Star, and Britt was impressed to take a drink off a tray being carried by a shirtless man. Liesl went to see Scott as Maxie and Brad approached. Britt expressed how great a job they'd done with her party. Austin walked over and Maxie excused herself and Brad to check on Britt's next surprise. Austin reiterated that it wasn't a good idea for Britt to run away and that she had time to rethink the plan. She revealed that she would be slipping away near the end of the party. Britt and Brad's favorite pastime was karaoke and they got up on the stage. A song began to play, and Britt and Brad sang, I Knew You Were Waiting For Me by George Michael and Aretha Franklin. They finished the song to a huge ovation. After blowing out the candles on her cake and watching a video montage, that was so sweet, mm -hmm. Britt left the party. Maxie and Brad asked if Austin had seen where Britt had quietly disappeared to. Austin only remarked that Britt knew how to make an exit. And that was the last time that the two of them had been together but then so in sad. 2023 on january 5th outside of brit's hotel room a reporter asked maxi questions about brit's tragic death brad stormed in yelling at the man and nina demanded that he leave her hotel he snapped a few photos as she pushed him and he was gone she thanked maxi and brad for meeting her there and informed them that the funeral home needed something for brit to wear brad commented that brit would love to hear people talking about her like a hero, and he suddenly got angry that she was gone. Maxie reminded him of how Britt had wanted them to be friends, and she suggested that they honor Britt that way by choosing her last outfit together. Nina, Maxie, and Brad entered Britt's room and found the closets empty. A few minutes later, Nina got off the phone and revealed that some of Britt's things had been shipped to wherever she'd been planning to go on vacation. Oh, we still have to find those clothes then. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And a lot of her clothes have been donated to charity. Maxie and Brad discussed how odd it was that Britt had acted like she hadn't been returning. 
Nina advised them to sit as if she knew something that they didn't. Nina told Maxie and Brad about Britt's Huntingdon's, and they wondered why Britt hadn't told them. Brad insisted that he would have stood by her, and he only needed her. We all do, Nina added. I wish that the... Okay, so Nina also said, I just found out. Yes. It's not something that she knew for a while. Right. Brad insisted that he would have stood by her and that he only needed her. We all do, Nina added. Nina hugged them and left, and Brad and Maxie discussed what to do. Brad refused to let Maxie choose the choose a boring dress, but Maxie didn't want Brad to dress Brit in fast fashion trash. The two left the hotel squabbling over the outfit. And so far, that's all we got, because like we said, they haven't planned a memorial or anything, yeah. so... I don't think it's wrong that we did this already. I no, it wasn't until that point where I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right." They didn't do the will reading yet. They haven't had the we memorial. Can, if it's anything significant, we can update. Yep. Mini four one one part three point five. Yes. <laughs> Gonna miss their friendship. I know. It makes me sad all over fun. again. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of showed everybody needs someone. You know. Yeah sad i really don't have much <laughs> so i guess we're recording this a little not early but we're recording way ahead of when this is going to be released so i guess join us on monday to see if at any point this has been finalized with the will and everything right or see if it hasn't who knows at that point, that's a problem. Right. <laughs> Either way, have a good weekend. And we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to pier54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Pier 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect. So if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.